Sports. Sports. Woo. Welcome to Fumble Around. I'm Andy Reid. I'm Keenan Mullaney. Yeah. Holy cow. Woo. We continue to not be in the Feldspar Studios. Uh, it's been a sad and tragic couple of weeks as we all kind of try to wrap our heads around the fact that Matt Pendridge was once here and and then in an instant engulfed in uh, in the fiery depths of uh, a lava explosion. I can't believe. I, I know. He seems like he was just here. It was. Yes, yeah, I know. <sighs> it's it's just a tragedy. It An really entire is. Entire family wiped out of history forever. I know. But uh, as I thought I thought the memorial that they put up on Main Street was kind of. It was, it was like a tasteful. Was, it was it because well, it was like a toy volcano, <laughs> so it was like that's what killed them. I mean, but it's kind of like that's what they do with Jesus yeah. now. Is it like the, that's that cross? I, I don't know if you knew that. It was actually the one he made for his seventh grade science oh, I fair. I didn't know that. Yeah. That does make it tasteful. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and you then the, the paper mache statue they made of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows that his favorite feature of himself was his uh, massive hog. Yep, <laughs> and they really accentuated they, that. They really did. <laughs> They really did. Unfortunately, it rained that night, so that yeah. paper mache just like melted away, just leaving a hog sticking out <laughs> of the ground. We are uh, in week three here, picking up the pieces <coughs> of fumbling around after Matt's departure, uh, and I'm still auditioning co-hosts. Uh, last week, you all were uh, entertained, hopefully, by Nick Crestwood, um, but. Uh, uh, and I thought he did a great job. I don't. I, you probably. You I haven't listened, haven't to, listened it to it. That's fine. Um, is it out yet? Uh, <laughs> it, it will be. <laughs> it, will be <laughs> it will be by the time that people hear this one. Yep. Um, it makes sense. Uh, but uh, after our taping, uh, Nick decided to challenge me to a push-up contest oh, for okay. fun, and I don't like to lose. Just for fun? Yeah. Uh, but I get very competitive. Okay. And uh, he beat me. Okay. So. Guess what? He doesn't get to be oh co-host co-host of this Ooh. podcast. He's out on the audition. Well, you know what? That's good for me because now now you're here. Now I'm here. Yeah, I was all ready to to. I had the contract in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Like Nick, you can sign this, uh, forty two thousand dollars a year plus oh. benefits. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was just like first, first for fun. Let's do this. Nothing on the line. Yeah. And he beat you. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I didn't see it coming either. Yeah. It's crazy. It did. And now we're here. So now you know what's on the line. Oh, 42000 with pennies. A, a full Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you understand how massive Fumbling Around is. And how lucrative podcasts are. Yeah. Just like... We are, uh, we are played in every laundromat in Singapore on a loop. That, that's interesting. Yeah, we got a, a good uh, contract uh, through Singaporean <laughs> laundromats. Um, so we're the single... Uh, entertainment provider uh, in that country's uh, washer dryer. That's a big contract. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, I'm kind of flushing cash. Cool. Mostly awesome. quarters. Because <laughs> of <laughs> Singaporean. <laughs> they still use American quarters, yeah. though. No, there's nice. they're Singaporean quarters. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the conversion rate's out of control. Okay. Well, uh, I'm still doing all right. As long as, yeah, as long as you're bringing it back, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I, let's do it, man. <laughs> now, Keenan, you're the first uh, auditioning co-host who's actually been on the show before. Yes, I was a guest on the show yeah. and uh, with Matt, rest in peace. Matt, and uh, sign of the cross. Yeah. And uh, I yeah. just want I just want to reiterate: if you see a reclassified Pluto show, that is an imposter. Oh, really? Yes. 
they were like, we can't go on without him. No, find someone a, that looks like it's him. It's a Russian informant. Oh no! Posing as Matt Pendridge, oh, no. hoping to gain state secrets through it, Detroit Improv. <laughs> that's that's the most logical way to get state secrets. Yeah. I gotta. Yeah. Well, they got that. They had that red-haired lady in the, yeah. in the NRA. <laughs> in the NRA. They figured they would hit the country on two fronts mm-hmm. to gain political power. NRA, mm-hmm. the local Detroit comedy yep. scene. Yep. <laughs> and it's as far as I can tell, it's working. Yeah. They're taking over this country. Yeah. Oh, God. Y- yeah. It's crazy. Wow. All you need is a couple of attractive informants mm-hmm. in, in, uh, pol- in political public groups mm-hmm. in the country and a, pres- a, a tape of your president mm-hmm. uh, watching people pee on each other. Because I was going to say that that, that <laughs> guy who's, who's, who, uh, who's in for Matt at, at the Reclassified Pluto Show mm-hmm. doesn't actually look like Matt. But he's got a nice hog. You can tell. So, like. <laughs> yeah. 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 And everybody just buys it. Yeah. So, it's just like, yeah, that's yeah. Matt. Look at that hog. I think he, maybe he gained weight or lost weight. I think sure. his beard's fake, but, like. He's got gray hair now. But it's he's okay. got a great hog. <laughs> Look at that hog, though, through that pan. <laughs> great. Uh, Keenan and I do uh, uh, comedy together. Yes, we do. Um we do uh, the short form understudy group at Go Comedy called Dragon Army. Rawr. 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 Uh, yeah. And uh, other than that, not much. Uh, we, we are uh, before that, we really hadn't worked together. No, no, that was, yeah, that was. I'd seen you in launch group mm. stuff when you're doing that, and now I'm doing launch group. I know. Go. Oh yeah, you're in Moon Monster. Moon Monster, yeah. With yes, my Sunday. fellow launch grouper Doug Colbix as your coach. That is true. Yeah. Wow. Full circle. Mm. I just crazy. Time slows down for no man. And speeds up but for it every really woman. Picks. <laughs> it really uh really makes you think, huh? Yeah. Just three or four years ago I was a little cherubic improviser making my way in the world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> wow. two, two years ago I started doing improv and now I'm it's also sitting years? here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Meteoric rise. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. Next stop, Mad TV. Yep. We'll we'll just bring that back. Yeah. Still with the '90s kind of. I can't decide if you would. Consumer. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Remember Mrs. Kim? Yeah. That would not fly today. No, it wouldn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it's weird looking back at like how it humor, not what it used to be, but what was like acceptable. Yeah, and boy, well, I think that's why there's not as many like classic comedies as like uh you know you go back and watch like King Kong or mm-hmm. Citizen Kane from the 30s, and people still watch like Buster Keaton and stuff, but yeah. like or like movies in the 70s, you know. Uh, there's not as many like comedies that are integral to the American experience as like Taxi Driver or yeah. shit like that because comedy does not uh, translate as well. No, uh, I, through generations. Unless, it's in my just, opinion, I agree. And unless it's like just silliness, and you're just making fun of the silliness of something. Yeah, it does. You, it, it. Yeah, is maybe that's in why the like decade that it's in. Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton still. Although like, Buster Keaton, one of his most famous famous movies, The General, yeah, the about General. him being a <laughs> civil war civil war hero for the South. Oh, no. Damn it. I know. Yeah, and then they changed and the it, ending of that so, movie because everyone was supposed to die at the end. Yeah. As what happened in real life, basically, with that train. 
And then they changed it because they were like, oh, man, the South has to win. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the book that he based his script on was told <laughs> from the point of view of the Union. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So not only did he change the, the end to make the soldiers win, but he took a story about Union soldiers winning so a battle like that and, and decided we have got to show the opposite side of this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then, I don't know. Humor is kind of great because of its, there's it's a, in the moment of it. There's like, two statues of Buster Keaton in my hometown. Why? He wasn't born there. Muskegon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why? What? He, like, he vacationed there. He, uh, there's, like, an article where he says that Muskegon was his favorite place on Earth. Okay. So we don't got a ton going on for us <laughs> up there. <laughs> so we take, like, if somebody vacations there sometimes, we're like, home of Buster Keaton's uh, occasional occupancy. <laughs> That's fair. He's there's a there's like a bench in the middle of nowhere. It's mm-hmm. not even at a park. Just in the middle of like, the, like on the side highways. of a street and he's like there's like a a bronze statue of him on it and then down by the theater where the Miss Michigan pageant is still held to this day. Okay. Froenthal Theater. Muskegon is full of wonders. Okay. I paid at, uh, by the Muskegon Tourism Board every time. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you ha- cannot imagine how many uh, Singaporeans take their vacations in Muskegon, Michigan because of this show. Yep. Makes sense. <laughs> they just heard Buster Keaton's two statues? Yeah. Oh, we only saw the I mean, one downtown. We gotta go see that other one. <laughs> wow, we missed the other one. God damn, we gotta go back to Muskegon. <laughs> Clues for you Singaporeans. It's near where the old Bluffton Elementary School used to be. Go Seagulls. <laughs> Did, your, Did your elementary school have a team? Not mine, but the the... Bluffton Elementary School had a nickname because it was right by the beach. Yeah. And they were like the seagulls. That my, my elementary schools all had nicknames too. We didn't have teams, so why did we have nicknames? It's fun. I guess. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, my, like my middle school had what? Like we were the mariners mm-hmm. in middle school, and then we got to graduate to be sailors when we got, when we got to the big leagues. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all of our elementary schools had mascots. Why are the Lakers the Lakers when they're clearly by an ocean? Oh, because they're from Minneapolis, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, because they're from Minnesota. I answered my own goddamn question. Damn it, man. I love I love outdated names for teams like that. Yep. Like Los Angeles Lakers makes patently no sense. Yep. But that makes more sense than Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Unbelievable <laughs> that they allowed that to happen. That is crazy. They moved from New Orleans, right? Yeah. New Orleans jazz that makes, makes perfect sense. Love it. Love, love it. it. Great. New, great name. Utah, there's not, there's not a worse place in the country to name a team <laughs> jazz <laughs> than Utah. It really is the worst. It should be called, like, the Utah Jello Salad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. It is out of control. Yeah. It's weird, though, because, like, uh, the Colts moved from Baltimore. They just yeah. continue to be the Colts. But that's not, like, a specific name, you know? But they would name the Colts because of the Preakness in Baltimore. Oh. Big, and it was, like, big deal. And then they moved to Indianapolis, and they were mm. just like, nope, we're still young male horses. Go Colts. There you go. Indianapolis. And there's no there's, – there's car racing in Indianapolis. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of a better example. Like, could, like I mean – Brooklyn Dodgers, but that wasn't that. It's not like integral to the city of New York when they mm-hmm. moved. What are the Dodgers? What is a Dodger? Uh, 
It's is uh, it a draft so, dodger? Ooh, maybe. Or maybe it was because the, the streets of New York were so harrowing to young men uh, at the birth of the automobile that they had to Take dodge out of the way. way. <laughs> I know. I have no idea. I, I have like no that. idea. Yeah. Um, what, like uh, if the Pittsburgh Steelers moved, right. you know, yeah. to somewhere that didn't make steel. <laughs> what about like when the Browns moved out of Cleveland? To Baltimore to that become is, the Ravens, yeah. But then Cleveland like held on to the name the Browns. They, I don't know. I well, they well, I've always been confused about who owns the record books. Well, because the Browns do technically, even though all of the players, the coaching staff, and the team owner all moved to Baltimore. But then so the Browns get to keep their history, which also like Browns, you could have just started anew. Yeah, you really could have. You you could have named your. You, you had no history. You really. could have named your team anything you wanted at that point. You get an expansion team, you can wipe your hands clean of the Chicago or the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, and you choose to go back. Yep. You could have been like the the Cleveland rock stars because yep. of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. The Cleveland Rockers. And someone went, no. Uh-uh. Browns. Browns. We need Remember to name that. it after this coach that used to be here. 55 years ago. You know a lot about nicknames. I do know a lot about bullshit. I, I just assumed that it was because they wore ugly brown shirts. No, it's because their coach was named Brown. Brown. And they were like, it's his team. They're the Browns. That's a that's a boring one. Right? That is boring. I don't know. I kind of like nicknames like that, though, that, that are, like, off of not just, like, yeah. you know, oh, what sounds cool? Lions? Awesome. I do love my Lions, though. Yeah, but there's something cool about like a nickname that's just kind of bullshit. It just kind of started in everyone's life. I dig life. it. Um, uh, uh, Nebraska's was an insult in a in a, uh, I believe it was an Iowa newspaper. They were making fun of the Nebraska football team for being a bunch of farm boys. <laughs> like, Iowa, right Iowa was making know, fun of Nebraska. I know, right? Oh, you know Nebraska, a bunch of farmers, unlike the metropolitan area no, of Iowa. All they do is husk corn. They're a bunch of corn huskers, and they're like, you know what, bitch? That's ours now. Because yeah. before that, they were called the bug eaters, and that's not a very good that one. That must have been another insult, though. It had to have It was been. named after the, the bats that helped their crops by eating all the bugs at night. They were called the bug eaters. So they're not, they weren't the bats? Or they were Nuh-uh. like they were something the, cool, spooky bats. Spooky bats. <laughs> so, so Nebraska. Oh, spooky bats! I would like that. That'd be awesome. No, they were like bug eaters. That's what they bug do. Eaters. That's what we'll be. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Michigan State started as uh, Aggies. They started as the Aggies. Yeah. And then, uh, so uh, Ann Arbor's known as the Athens of the Midwest. Okay. Uh, and who fought uh, the Athenians? Good point. Yeah. Do you know what we were for two years between – I say we because I'm a MSU You're grad and MSU fan. You are a Larry Nassar supporter. No, <laughs> fuck you. What? No. Fuck. No, 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 no. Well, we don't have to get into that at all. It'd be great to just like, oh. drop a bomb on me and then like, let's not talk about it. We're not going to get into that. Oh, but let's not get into it. No. But fuck Larry Nassar. God damn sure. it. I, it's a stain on my school for sure, and it should be because, oh. god damn it, what the fuck it's are a, you doing? It's a travesty. Mm-hmm. I hate that it's happening in the state that I've lived my entire life and pay taxes in, uh, and it's happening at a public institution. Yep. I will say, of all the awful stuff, it's all piling on, and then like a month ago, MLive writes an article that uh, 
professor at Michigan State got fired for having sex with a dog. What? I didn't Did hear you that. Did you not see No. This? Oh, my oh God. My so, God. And, like, there's just awful thing after awful thing after awful thing uh, happening there. Yep. It's like uh, they're building a at the at the at best uh a a a culture of of uh turning the, their backs on things yep and at worst like lawful and knowing negligence <laughs> criminal conduct yep. but so uh, all these and they, they can't catch a break and then there's this fucking article that like an engineering professor there uh got arrested for fucking his beagle and like they, they had so the story specifically let us know that it was a beagle i don't know if i needed to know that and specifically let us know that it was manual and genital manipulate so he like oh. fingered and then fucked a beagle <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that what is going on in these plants oh, that's what i want to know that's uh fair uh what the fuck is going on anyways that sucks anyways you're a Spartan. <laughs> yep. It sucks. Uh, what was your nickname? Oh, uh, <laughs> our nickname by student vote for like two years before we became the Spartans was the Michigan Staters. Not great. No, it's terrible. Not great. No, it's terrible. Not We're idiots. great. God, our administration sucks. Anyways, on to the fun stuff. Fun stuff. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of any other ridiculously unfit nicknames. It would be like if the San Francisco 49ers moved to, like, Mexico City. Yeah, and, and like, just kept the name 49ers. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's completely meaningless in this context. Makes sense. That was my favorite NFL team growing up. 49ers, because yeah. of, uh, Troy... Aikman, That's Cowboys. No, who is the... Because of Jerry Rice. Jerry, really? Yeah. Uh, it was Montana and then when I was really young, yeah. and then Steve Young. Mm-hmm. The Mormon Wonder. Um, I, I don't know if that's his nickname. <laughs> might as well be. He went to BYU, so that it might as well sense. be. Uh, speaking of Utah, BYU. Yep. Bring it in full circle. Full circle. Have you ever been to Utah? Uh, Yes, I have. It is a crazy place. It's hard for me to believe that it's the same country that I live in. I have not been to Salt Lake City, though. Oh, yeah. I was down in the south where it's, like, all deserty and national parky and very cool. So, there it just seems very... Where uh, you're left alone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was was very cool. A lot of people had BYU and Utah stuff on, so it was just like, yep, that's where we are. That's where the... That's where all the weird Mormon sects live. Yep. <laughs> where the, like the where the the people that have split with the church and and still believe uh they all believe that you get your own planet when you die. That's a weird part of Mormonism that people don't talk that's, about. I mean, at the same time though, that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Like at the so we went to Salt Lake City. We took like mm-hmm. the the um temple tour mm-hmm. or whatever. And they take you around all the, the religious <laughs> stuff in Salt Lake City, and they show you the Tabernacle Choir, and they show you this, and they show you that. They don't show you the inside of the temple because you can't go in there it, if you're you not Mormon. You can if you're Mormon, though, right? Yes. Okay. Can't go in there if you're not Mormon. We're not Mormon. Makes sense. Um, but they had like a miniature, just like a mini 
version of it, and they crack it open, and they show you all the rooms. And our tour guide showed us that, and she's like, see, we're not hiding anything. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> but they're like, this is our – see, this is our mini version of our um, – uh, what is – I'm very unreligious. What's it called when you dip your head in water and then you're religious? <laughs> what? Christening. Christening? Christening. <laughs> Baptism pond, maybe? Baptism. When you get baptized – that is the most plain view. Like, <laughs> like, what is it called when you just dip your head in water? I don't know. <laughs> they have like a like a swimming pool size yeah. baptism thing. That's, that's not n- insane. No, no. I've I grew up very religious. What sect? Uh, Catholicism, Roman the Catholicism. Sect of Catholicism. Yeah. OG cult. Boom boom. <laughs> Catholicism. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's not. I mean, like. Getting baptized in the river is very normal thing for a lot of Protestant stuff too. Yeah. So having something that a full grown adult can like walk into, get baptized, isn't that weird? I will say, for how religious my parents were growing up, it was weird when I got uh, my first communion because my mom faked it so that I could get my first communion at the Vatican. <laughs> so I was living in the Netherlands at the time. How we, old are you? Here? I was uh, in second grade, so I was like eight. And you were, oh right, because your your dad's Irish. Yep. Yeah, but I was living in the Netherlands with my mom at the time. Okay. My parents had gotten divorced. I was living in the Netherlands, uh, speaking Dutch fluently. Totally worthless language to know. Everyone. <laughs> Are you still it. fluent in Dutch? No, because who knows Dutch? <laughs> Good point. Uh, who, who, who speaks Dutch to me? <laughs> Besides my mom sometimes, and it's like you don't know Dutch. <laughs> Get out of here. But uh, we took a trip down to uh, Italy for a vacation, and I was in like first communion classes. And my mom was, like, really, like, you should get your first communion at the Vatican. And I was a kid, so I was just like, yeah, that sounds totally cool. So I got my first communion at the Vatican, and we were just like, yep, he's got – he's he had communion already. So that's why, like, the priest came around and gave it to me. It was cool. We went back to the Netherlands, and I was like – and my mom was like, okay, now lie to them that you didn't do that in, in Italy. That will be you a family secret. And it got to, to a huge, pope. like, <laughs> wait, so we went to – in order to do this really awesome religious thing, First you, Communion, you at the, the biggest place, we just lied to the biggest <laughs> people in our religion <laughs> to, to do – so, like, am I wow. definitely going to hell now? I, I think don't that's how know. it works. Yeah. yeah, that is how it works. Little so. fact, they actually use pieces of Jesus' real body at the Vatican. They, they, they still parse, not them, parse to, them out. Not to correct you on that one, they use real pieces of Jesus everywhere because oh. – <laughs> When they, because Catholics right. absolutely transubstantiation. Tra- I know that real. shit. Yeah, we uh, the priest puts his hands on it. The bread becomes actual body of Christ, Jeez. and they give it out to everybody. As a young, creative, sensitive, twelve-year-old boy. Yep. When the when your priest was like, "Eat Jesus," what's going through your head? It's just the most normal thing that, that, that like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. But I feel like it never really hit that that's actually what we believed, though. Yeah. Because it's just like, I get it. It's a representation of the Last Supper is what you think. But that's, I didn't, I didn't really accept that that's actually not what you believed until after I was kind of left the church. Uh, was like, oh, no, transubstantiation, we're actually believing that this is the body and blood of Christ. Yummy. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Sports. Um, <laughs> at the end of the tour in Salt Lake City, yep. um, uh, we did, we sh- got shown everything. We saw, like, 
Joseph Smith's death mask. They put like plaster of Paris over his after on his face after he died, uh, and they let it set, and then you can like see the bullet hole in the middle of his skull. Okay. <laughs> uh, shit like that. Uh, our tour guide like takes us to the spiral staircase, and she's like, "Why don't you guys? Why don't you fellas head up there? Uh, <coughs> there's somebody that wants to meet you." <laughs> <laughs> and we go up the spiral staircase, and it's a domed room that is, like, the universe. Okay. And there's this huge statue of Jesus with his arms out in the middle of this, like, dome uh, of space. And we go up there, and his, like, his, he, like, lights up, and all of a sudden, uh, he talks to you. He's like, welcome to the <laughs> kingdom of heaven, my sons. <laughs> it was oh, pretty Cool. <laughs> oh, that's kind of awesome. Like, that's funny. Uh, Jim Harbaugh and the boys went to the Vatican last year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Is Jim Harbaugh Catholic? I, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. There, I know he's. Uh, I know he's pretty. I know he's religious. I don't know what. Wait, they were the whole team. The they whole went Michigan to football Rome. Team went to Rome. Yeah, and they like uh, did all the sightseeing, and it's like part of his deal now is like a week's worth of spring practice is in a different part of the world. And okay. some pe- I yeah, some people have had like an issue with it. I think it's rad. Yeah. I've never been overseas. Uh I mean, statistically speaking, you have a lot uh, in football, you have a ton of people from not great socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. that have n- never had a chance, you know, like uh I did a story uh, about a town that sent a lot of players up to Michigan in Florida, mm-hmm. and it's on the shore of Lake o- Okeechobee. Mm-hmm. It's called Pahokee. It's called Pahokee, Okeechobee. Yeah, Pahokee on the Lake of Okeechobee. Uh, uh, but it's 40 minutes from West Palm Beach, mm-hmm. and none of them have ever been to West Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it makes uh, sense. So it's awesome that he's giving these kids this opportunity, and some people are like, he just wants attention. He's just Jim Harbaugh. He just... You just just do it like if you have an opportunity to take a hundred like twenty year olds mm-hmm. on a trip that they'll remember for the rest of their lives, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. I think it's rad. But yeah, he that's cool. He, I, uh, I agree. He gave the Pope a Michigan football helmet. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> what if the Pope knows what that's about? I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's on his like desk. I don't know what he did with it. I don't know how many. I'm sure the Pope gets a lot of presents. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and with uh, how religious the South is and how much they love football, I'm sure he gets sent a ton That's of football true. homes. But I don't think there's a lot of Catholics That's in the true. South. Yeah, I think I it's kinda, more like it's more Baptists down true. there and evangelicals. That's true. Yeah. Yep. I've been proved wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the Pope and therefore all Catholics should be. Uh, no, shouldn't they be Notre Dame fans, not Michigan fans? They are Notre Dame fans. Yeah, they're Notre Dame. Yeah. We talked about that last time. Notre Dame. That's right. The Catholic team. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and Boston College. That's true. Um. Uh. But yeah, Notre Dame has really marketed themselves as. Uh, that. I, that's why, I feel like there's a lot of people, at least maybe not hardcore college football fans, but uh, uh, like passive, mm-hmm. that don't even know where it is. Yeah. Um, cause they have, they have marketed themselves outside of like bum fuck Indiana, if we're being honest. That's true. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, they even, one of the reasons they gave to not join the Big Ten was because they're like, we're not a regional team like the Big Ten, we're region. We're, we're bigger than that. Yeah. And it's like, you're so now they're nowhere Indiana. Junior members of the ACC <laughs> instead. Whatever. Yeah. They signed their souls over the ACC, like, to not be in a conference. They All of their teams are in the ACC, and they have to play five ACC yeah. games a year. Yeah. Which so, is cool because they get to play, like, Florida State and Georgia Tech. And, and they but they, you, they used to play them all the time. Also have to play, like, North Carolina State <laughs> and <laughs> Wake true. Forest. So That does seem like a weird... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get to play Virginia Tech every couple of years, but they also have to... Go play at Syracuse in the, in November. That sounds Whatever. fun. Yeah. That sounds yeah. But I hope uh, it seems like what they're doing, and I hope they keep it going, is that it seems like ev- every four years they play Michigan twice and Michigan State twice. It sucks that we don't get to play them every year now. Yeah. Is Michigan State? Uh, they're not playing them every year now. No, we're we were uh, traded out uh, for Michigan came in. It seems like what they're trying. I didn't to do reala- is yeah. trade Michigan to Michigan State. Okay. For like a two game, two year series, and then yeah, and switch they, the other one. They kept Purdue. Got to well, got to maintain that, that rivalry. It's more just got to get that guaranteed win against yeah. Purdue. I guess. Um, I would have been cool if Michigan was just like fuck off. Yeah. Uh, uh, the way that they handled the end of our. Do you know what happened there? So yeah, I think so I actually think that you told me. Did I in on off, the, uh, off air? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, they had like a gentleman's agreement basically. To, to there was no there was no contract, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, up until up until recently, it was a pretty sporadic rivalry. It mm-hmm. was very heated, but they would play for like four years and then not play for like eight or ten. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, when Bill Martin was the athletic director, um, they, the, the two athletic directors, sat down, handshake agreement. Let's let's decide. Let's play in perpetuity. Let's play for 20 years and see what happens at mm-hmm. the end of that. Uh, and it was going pretty well. There was a there was a bunch of like really high stakes games, really high profile games, uh, and exciting. It was almost it was like the most like it was great. Um, and then. Uh, their <coughs> athletic director, right before a game there at, at Notre Dame, gave uh, Michigan's athletic director a notice of, uh, of end of contract, the breach of contract, mm-hmm. so we're going to end this. Mm-hmm. Because he did it right before kickoff, that, that game counted towards the, the three games they needed to give them warning. Mm-hmm. So then of the last three, they got two home games. It that was sucks. it sucked yeah. and like left us scrambling. Made it you know the the we had to fill the schedule yeah. with like. Well, Michigan State also got screwed by Notre Dame with yeah. That. The, originally they were gonna they were gonna keep going yeah because we've been playing them I think every for year the since, fi- like, since the fifties yeah it's been crazy because yeah. that was one of the rivalries that Michigan State says like put them on the map yeah well and the the um, uh, game of the century or whatever mm-hmm. like the heavy hitter games yeah yeah. And that's actually why, though, Michigan State, like, this past year and this year, we have, like, a second week by, mm. is because we gave room oh, for that's Notre a Dame on the yeah. schedule, and we kind of stacked, when we went to nine games in the Big Ten, yeah. we sacrificed, like, a Big Ten by, basically, mm-hmm. so we could p- keep playing Notre Dame, then Notre Dame uh, opted out of the agreement, and so we were just like, well, we can either play an FCF school, or yeah. 
okay, well, I guess we'll just take a buy in the second week of the year. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, originally they were going to keep Notre Dame a, or uh, Purdue and Michigan State on the schedule mm-hmm. every year. I guess that changed. I didn't realize that changed. Yep. But, the, yeah, and then we made room for them, uh, canceled a contract with Arkansas. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, uh, that's not a team that Michigan plays all the time. That would have been cool. Um, and we sandwiched them in and uh, gave them uh, um, the first home game mm-hmm. in the series. So that they would actually, because they also yeah. screwed it so that they would get the last home game. Yeah. The last game, and then they would get the home game yeah. again. So now, this year, at Notre Dame, at Michigan State, at Ohio State, all in the same year, Ow. which blows up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that wasn't scheduled better, because Michigan State, we just had that last year where we had to play at Michigan, at Ohio State. Yeah. And well, now that's, we get, it's forever now. Yeah. So when, uh, it was really short-sighted, when... Uh, Rutgers and Maryland joined the conference. I don't think anybody thought that it was going to be 14 for very long. They thought it was going to go up 16. To 16. Yeah. Who would have been the other two? I don't know. Okay. So there's always rumors like Georgia Tech has been rumored. Ooh, Nor- uh, North Carolina got rumored before all of their like academic when they were making up fake <laughs> classes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> they were they were having people uh, young Afri- African American men. Fake they they faked African American studies classes, for uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different they, thing. They cheated that is, insanely. Yeah. In um, school and who else? Because uh, uh, I had heard on because I I I don't follow college football that big out of season. Okay. But in season, my like prime source is the Reddit subreddit CFB. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when people when when Big Ten went to fourteen, everybody was like, you know who's next is Notre Dame in Kansas because the Big Ten loves basketball. They'll put Kansas in there, Kansas and Notre Dame just makes sense no. geographically. No, yeah. But that's never going to happen because, A, football yeah. Kansas sucks, Yeah. and Notre Dame never wants to join a conference for football. Yeah, Notre Dame makes the most sense, and it'll never happen. Uh, people have talked about like adding Texas and Oklahoma, yeah. which I don't think will ever happen. That seems weird. Yeah. Because also well, the, Texas, Texas very seriously considered going to the Pac-12, Yeah. but they weren't going to give up the Longhorn Network. Yeah. And – uh, if that's a problem for the Pac-10, Pac-12 network, it's for sure going to be a problem for the Big Ten network. Yeah, because so. that's the whole reason we moved into Maryland and yeah. Rutgers is to ex- expand the Big Ten yeah. network. So I, I, but at that point, it's more than now. It seemed like it was going to 16-team Super Conference territory. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anybody thought that it was going to be this schedule for very long. So Michigan State, one of their like. One of their concessions for getting grouped with, uh, in the subjectively harder division. I I would say short term it's not even subjective. Yeah. It's, no. It's got Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan. It is Ohio State and Penn State. Uh, not subjective. Objective. Objectively. Ob- yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Objectively harder division. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, one of their concessions was that they were going to get two home games with Michigan in a row. Yeah, I remember when we did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it flipped, and but now we're stuck at 14. There's no end. It, there's no like realignment in sight. Mm-hmm. And now every year for the foreseeable future, uh, it's uh, it's every other year is impossible to have both of those games on the road. Yeah. Sucks. And then 2019, uh, within a month, we're gonna have home games. Uh, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Michigan State. 
uh, inside a month of each other because we're playing Notre Dame late. Oh, okay. And it's going to be fucking crazy. That is, yeah. It's so, insane year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame. Team of the Catholics. <laughs> uh, I am very curious about uh, them this year. They lose a shitload. They what, had Notre Dame? Yeah. Boy, I don't even think about Notre Dame until <laughs> Michigan State plays them. Yeah. Because they seem like the team that every commentator grew up n- knowing was a good team always. Yeah. So they always are, like, in the top 25 always. Yeah. Top 10 almost always. And then they always lose some big games early on and turn into nothing. Yeah. They had the best offensive line in the country last year. Yeah. Um, I think so. What did they? Did, what bowl game did they end up going to last year? Ugh, I don't even remember. Did they go to a? I like don't think they went to like a New Year's Six or whatever. I don't remember? I can't remember. They had a good year. Okay. Um. Uh. But they um. Uh. There are opener this year. Yeah. My my family's going to the game. I'm That's pretty excited. Fun. Uh, but they have a lot of pieces to uh replace. I just <coughs> don't know. I don't know what to expect from them. Like, is it a situation where they're, like, have reloaded and Michigan fans are going to put all this, like, pressure mm-hmm. on that game? Uh, so, let's see. Uh, we've got Street and Smith's preview uh, magazine here for you. Um, they, yeah, they went 10-3 and last year. They had a pretty good yeah. year. I mean, Brandon Winbush is back, and he's, he's a pretty good quarterback. He, uh... He's going to be good for them. Uh, they're replacing almost their whole offensive line. Um, they're replacing wide receivers. Uh, they are re- replacing their backfield except for Wimbush. Uh, a lot of stuff on – so, yeah, they like this could be uh, – uh, I don't know. Yeah, but if Michigan goes in and loses that game, people are going to – yeah, Lose and that's mind. that's why I'd heard one of the reasons Notre Dame wanted to end that rivalry with Michigan is that it was always like the second game of the year. Yeah, and if either team lost that game, everybody was just like, "Well, why are we play the rest of the season? It's all about rivalries now yeah. because that's such a huge game to have yeah. right off the bat." But that's kind of cool. First week, that's going to be a good game. We're um, playing the powerhouse of Utah State. Yeah, on Friday night. Uh, Chucky Keaton, remember him? Nope. Is <laughs> a quarterback there at, at Utah State? Yeah, he's cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Kaepernick, kind of. Okay. Yeah, mobile. I love college football. It's great. I would so much rather watch like friggin' Arkansas State play Troy mm-hmm. than watch like Baltimore play Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, well, specifically that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, I would rather watch, I would rather watch friggin' UTSA play Texas State Mm -hmm. than friggin' New England Pittsburgh. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, I mean, I on Thursday nights I'm much more. I'll, I'll watch a max, some action. Action, baby! Instead of watching that Thursday night NFL football game yeah. on Twitter or whatever the fuck it's on now. I went to a game at Toledo one time. I got to the I, glass bowl. The glass bowl. I hi- I got hired right for some fucking. Oh, it's because Gary Pink uh, Pinkle uh, played at Toledo. 
he was a Toledo alumni, but okay. he, and who is he? Missouri, Missouri. He was former. He's for, former Missouri coach. Okay. He, uh, he, they Missouri played at Toledo. It was bananas when they were in the SEC. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I went to that game. I kind of like it when big schools go to a small place, though. That's really small. Yeah. yeah. So I, Michigan like, State went to Western and Central. <laughs> yeah. A couple times. I know. <laughs> and, once. Well, yeah, once. You said they were gonna. I don't. I. Well, the the Big Ten went to nine games and like screwed up all of yeah. the plans that they were having. For, because we were actually gonna play Alabama in yeah. a preseason, in a you know Alabama season game. Alabama punked that one. It's not that was that wasn't us because I know that that happened at the same time that the Big Ten was like we're going to ten games and I think yeah we were that like, was Alabama. What are we gonna do? But yeah, that uh, didn't surprise me. Alabama is too chicken to play Michigan State. You know it. You except know for it. both of the times they destroyed you Shut in bowl games. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I went to the college football uh, semifinal. Yikes! That was the only thing that made that amazing. Well, besides just Dallas is a cool city, and it was a fun trip and everything like that, but I had these old, 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 old 90s, like, uh, couple next to me, and they were like, yeah, we, uh... We hitched hitched up the Winnebago and just came out to Dallas. To, we we go to every single Alabama game, and they were the nicest people. And Alabama just shit on us, and they were still just like, oh well, you know, you guys had a good season and everything. And they were they weren't like condescending about it. They were like super nice. And then there was all these like frat boy Michigan State fans that were falling asleep and <laughs> drunk out of their minds. Yeah, and it was like that is uh, not my experience with SEC fans. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we just happened to be in. We were like in a Michigan state section uh, and these people just bought tickets and gotcha. so it was just like whatever and they were super nice about it and so I is that the only like postseason game you've ever no been i to? went to the 2014 rose bowl oh, which is a crazy did. story in and of itself because i've my aunt and uncle uh live in pasadena my uncle's uh volunteer in the rose bowl committee so he gets to buy tickets before everybody else um and that season we literally just no- lost to Notre Dame, and it looked like we were going to not have a good season. And uh, my aunt and uncle were just like, you want to come to the Rose Bowl? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I've always wanted to go to the Rose Bowl. I'm out of college now. I have time. I'll just do it. And then we went on that meteoric season where we just kept winning games. And then we went to the Big Ten Championship game, beat Ohio State, went to the Rose Bowl, played Stanford, where my sister was going to uh, school at the same time. So like my entire family went to that game. Michigan State played the best game of football ever. Yes. This is Go making State. me Go State. sick yeah. <laughs> to my stomach. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Fourth down stop. One yard. But Stopped him. Uh, <laughs> Go State. Uh, I mean, yeah. What a, what a magical season that was. It was great. I want to fucking headbutt a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but <coughs> I'm going to hit you up. The next time Michigan makes the Rose Bowl. <laughs> You're just going to be like, yo, hey, Michigan made the Rose Bowl. No, I'm going to say, hey, oh, your uncle, well, he hook can, me up. I, we could have you with tickets in September, so you got to be confident about that shit. Because once they go on sale, like, it's general. Yeah. But he, I, I just happened fucking, to The last so time early. Michigan made the Rose Bowl, I was still in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and my, what's, what's funny is uh, or no, no. Uh no, my my uh my freshman year was 2006. Freshman year. Okay. Uh and uh my dad was I was like we got to go. They made the Rose Bowl. My dad was like you got three more years of school, oh, bud. No. You got plenty of time. And they haven't fucking made it back. That's I've true. never been to a Rose Bowl. My uh grandma went to the Rose Bowl that year too. She goes to the Rose Bowl every year though, but mm. it's special when Michigan State got to go. 
and Michigan State hadn't been to the Rose Bowl since 25 years previous. Yeah. And so all of us totally awesome state fans were like, well, the next time uh, we go to the Rose Bowl, uh, I guess I'll be like – 45 that's not too bad and my grandma who's like 85 was like i'll be dead (laughs) (laughs) and we're like yeah yeah love you grandma talked about this last week but my my grandma is a northwestern grad and she she went uh when they made it in 95 she went uh with her sister just because she was like the hell how did this happen how did did this happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, I definitely want to go to the Rose Bowl the next time Michigan makes it. It seems like a pilgrimage. It's great, and the the I've never watched the Rose Parade like on TV. It seems so boring. Yeah, went to it. It was so much yeah. fun. It's that whole pageantry around it is so awesome. Yeah, and the hot dog vendors are so good. <laughs> Those hot dogs, man. Yeah. Oh, they were so good. They were bacon wrapped. My and they two had, like, favorite. Salsa on it. It was so good. Two favorite things about football. Pageantry, hot dog hot vendors. Dogs. <laughs> Not far off. <laughs> School spirit, pageantry, hot dogs. Hot dogs, hot dogs. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm allergic to nuts, and every time I go to a sporting event and I pass by like the, the hot nut stand yeah. and it's like that cinnamony like spice. Oh man. Uh, and everybody's like, no, don't worry, they don't taste that good. But I know they're lying to me. I know it. No, they don't taste that good. Fuck you, Keaton. <laughs> no, You're God. also lying no, to me. No, I, I never get them. They smell oh. amazing. They do smell they amazing. They don't taste very good. Uh, well, last week, uh, in the episode everybody's heard, yep. especially a uh, shout-out to all my Singapore fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep, keep loading those washers and dryers. Keep We're getting the cut of it. Keep those dryers. Keep hitting up Muskegon for your summer vacations. Uh, love you all. I'll see you soon. We're doing a whole a live. whole tour of live dates in yep. Singapore. Yep. Coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy. I'm yep. like a celebrity. Singaporean Independence Day is coming up. Everybody goes to Muskegon. Yep. Goes to the beach. We're going to do a live one from the beach. From the beach. It's going to be great. You have no idea how many posters of myself have, I've sold to Singaporean teenagers. It makes sense. I'm like the Biebs over there. Yeah. <laughs> Just... It's crazy because everyone knows Singaporean teenagers do almost all the laundry in Singapore. Yeah, it's so they're nuts. insanely <laughs> yeah. into this. That's podcast. the one chore that the teenagers have to do. Yep. Like over here, you have to like take out the trash or whatever. Like mow the lawn. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> you drag your laundry down to the laundromat, and then you're just stuck listening to this show. We have what 45 episodes up, mm-hmm. so. You're <laughs> when it's on a loop, like you're hearing. You got all of them. Yeah, you're hearing all of them. They, a lot of I time. actually heard it was a national day of mourning when they found out Matt died. Yeah, it, it was insane. Yeah, they were really hit hard uh, by the loss of Matt, but it mm-hmm. it uh, it made their love for me burn even harder. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, we sold a lot of uh, memorial Matt T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, since his family's gone, I I reaped all of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's weird. Uh, the two uh, the two executives of uh, executors of Matt's estate right now are the raccoons that burrowed under his porch, mm-hmm. uh, and me. Um, and you're not sharing with those raccoons. Well, they can take you to court. Uh, you will fight them tooth and nail. Yes, I'm I'm benefiting financially, mm-hmm. uh, but you cannot even walk up the sidewalk to Matt's house. They okay. are very territorial, and that is theirs. Oh, is that the, and that's why we're not at the South Park Studios? Yeah, yeah, we wow. can't, we can't yeah. get in there. Okay. Yeah, they they burrowed in under the porch, and they 
they are there. <laughs> That's a fair trade, though. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would they use money for? They don't even know what money is. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Now, they can use their hands, but you have to have more, like, mental capacity than just, like, uh, opposable thumbs. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a raccoon pick up things with his hands? No. It's creepy. <laughs> well, and on that note. And that note. <laughs> Last week we uh, we went through uh, the Big Ten West, uh, the uh, ugly stepchild of Big Ten divisions, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, nothing and Wisconsin. boringness, and Wisconsin. Yep. Yeah. Whose uh, success is based upon the idea of being as boring <laughs> as possible. <laughs> so that really fits uh, over there. Uh, I thought this week. We could go through the much more exciting division, the one that we both have, in which we both have a vested interest. Yep, makes sense. And Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Big Ten East. Big Ten East. So just like last week, I've got the Street and Smith Preview Magazine here. Uh, not Athlon, not Lindy's, no, no, no. not Phil Steele. No, the Street and Smith. Street and Smith. Everyone knows that name. Not, uh, uh, what are the other ones? There's Sports so many of these. Uh yeah, they do one not that's not out yet though. Okay, I think they sense. I think theirs comes out always like the week before the season. That seems like a good time frame, but yeah. Street and Smith, we know they these, got it right except these, for I think these they ones don't. all come out like uh in like May. It's crazy. Uh, I guess that makes all, sense after like the spring only, games. Yeah, the only information uh you don't get any more information uh after the spring game mm-hmm. unless you wait until uh camp opens and then what are you going to do? Like, you're, when, that's does, a, when does camp open? First week of August. Oh, so it's like almost right now. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming. It's coming up. Um, Street and Smith, number seven team, Indiana Hoosiers. Makes Not sense. Ru- no. <laughs> the fucking Rutgers is in this division. Oh, that's true. How is it possible yeah. that we live in a world that Rutgers is not predicted to finish last in their goddamn division? I'll give you that one. Indiana, they always seem like the upset team. Oh, like yeah. They never seem good, but they every time Michigan State and Michigan plays them, it's always like, if we could lose this, and it's Michigan State lost it like two years ago down in Indiana. Oh, right. We went in there thinking, like, we're tough shit. And to be just, fair, mm-hmm. you lost a lot of games that year. That was a bad year. Yeah. Yeah. Three and nine. Yep. That was a rough year. Oh. But you put it all together. Last year was a good year. Mm. Much better year, at least. Yeah, put it all back together. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So, um, Indiana. But yeah, they uh, they lost a bunch. Uh, they've still got friggin' uh, – uh, do they have Lego anymore? No. That guy was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was I, he the quarterback? He, yeah, Richard Lego. He was he, a good quarterback. He could run. Yeah. He threw the football like, uh, like a bricklayer hurling <laughs> <laughs> instruments to his partner. <laughs> like, it was insane. Yep. But um, yeah, the, yeah, they've always been the chaos team of offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, that's another thing too is that those are some of the most entertaining games ever. Yeah, because there's it's first to sixty wins. But basically. last year they were actually pretty good on defense. Uh, uh, they've got I think this is their coach's second year. Yeah, Tom Allen's second year. I don't. Yeah, they're whatever. I'm yep. surprised that they're st- they're dead last. We're predicted to be dead last. Um, but it's Indiana. Yep. Uh, I think we have to play at Indiana in like the third week of the season. Weirdly, I don't think uh, fourth fourth week of the yeah. season. Uh, 
I don't think you're in uh, in jeopardy of losing the old brass spittoon. Oh, the the brass spittoon. Everyone loves that trophy. What a disgusting trophy. It's even worse that all the players spit in it after the game. Do they? Yeah. Ugh. It's disgusting. Do they? Do they know what a spittoon? Do you think? I know what a spittoon is. I'm sure people know what spittoons yeah. are. They, they've seen old westerns. Yep. Just old Shaw. Um. Yeah, I love Rattler trophies though. I don't Rattler know that. Trophies. I don't know the genesis of that one. I don't know that one either. And we have two that make no sense, and that's that one and the land grant trophy with Penn State was just made in 1990 when Penn State joined the that Big Ten. That trophy looks like somebody went to uh, a Salvation Army and bought a bunch of stuff and glued it together. It, <laughs> yeah, it looks to me like somebody took like an architecture model of a building <laughs> yeah. and then just glued like trinkets to it yeah it's that one and the the one that they made for iowa and nebraska is mm-hmm. like you can't manufacture uh history you mm-hmm. can't manufacture uh, like the the quirkiness that makes college football awesome yep you can't like put a golden football on a pedestal and call it the hero's trophy and expect people to give a shit about yeah. it and because that's really the thing is that the the trophy secondary yeah. like Paul Bunyan is just the trophy between Michigan and Michigan State. It's not yeah. called the Paul Bunyan game. No. It's just the rivalry trophy. And that – well, that trophy in and of itself was pretty, was kind of manufactured. It, it was yeah. the It was the mayor, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the one in real true rivalry trophy, as everybody knows, is the Little Brown Jug. What about the uh, Paul Bunyan's axe between yeah. Wisconsin and Minnesota? That's, That's cool. That's a cool history for that one. But – not talking about that. Number six, Rutgers. Yep. What a sorry excuse for a football team. They were they were really good at the end of the Big East when they basically joined Not, the Big Ten. Um, they no. Were, no, they had a good run. They had a good run about eight or ten years ago mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with uh, what's his name, um, uh, Greg Schiano. Okay. That guy that just got ran out of. Tennessee, makes sense. Tennessee sucks. <laughs> well, do you know that? Do you know what happened? No. He so Greg Schiano brought Rutgers to prominence. Um, he moved from them to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay. the NFL. He was an asshole. Turns out that you can't treat uh, multimillionaire adults the same way <laughs> that you can treat a bunch of uh, teenagers that you recruited to be at your school. Yep. <laughs> and sense. and they all hated him, and he did not do well there. And ever since then, he's been uh, kind of jumping around to different jobs. Well, he was Tennessee seems like a good job. It is a great uh, – well – Because uh, they've got a huge history. They haven't been yes. good in, in a while, uh, but – you Yes, a lot of people might – I don't know. Well, uh, they had a miserable coaching search. That's true. But uh, um, he was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State last year. They hired him. Tennessee hired him, signed the thing. He was there for a day. People – uh, protested on the verge of riots, wow. and he was excused. <laughs> and they mutually parted ways. Oh wow! Yeah, and they went. Yeah, um, but yeah. So they have not been. De- they have, no, they've been terrible. Yeah, Rutgers has been terrible. By the by, the time that uh, the Big Ten brought them in, they were already garbage. That's, yeah. Um, and it's not even like they're good at basketball. They just no. All the only reason they're here is to bring the New York market. Yep. Uh, which is very short-sighted because that's not how people are going to uh, consume cable yep. in uh, very soon. So now we're just stuck with this uh, 
uh, trash team uh, with a garbage fire of an athletic department that constantly brings shame upon <laughs> the yep. conference writ large. Yep. Uh, but Chris Ash is their coach. Uh, people say he's uh, – like, He's a fine guy. Well, he's a good recruiter. Okay. He's an asshole. He has decided to pick a fight with Michigan because we've been recruiting uh, New Jersey particularly very well, and he <laughs> wants to try to make this a rivalry by talking shit about Michigan. Uh, that has not worked <laughs> too well in his favor. Michigan has destroyed both of his teams, including one game to the tune of 78 to nothing at their home stadium, a game I was at, a game that was incredibly fun to watch. <laughs> They did not have positive yardage uh, until uh, late in the third quarter. They didn't have a first down until uh, there were four minutes left in wow, the game. That, uh, what's <laughs> the point of that? Oh, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was real fun. They have a cannon that they these guys they they are dressed like um, like tea partiers. <laughs> okay. And they stand in their end zone and they have a cannon and they shoot it whenever Rutgers scores. And they didn't get to shoot it all game. And they were standing in the end zone that all the Michigan fans were in. Yeah. So every time we scored, all the Michigan fans just chanted at them, shoot the cannon. <laughs> they didn't do it, but it was very fun. <laughs> it was very fun. That's fun. Um, I think they've, they're not particularly uh, uh, veteran. I think they're, they're, they're not returning a whole bunch. Um, so we'll, we'll see what they do on September 1st against – uh, Texas State. Um, oh, they pl- so they play Texas State, Ohio State, Kansas, Buffalo, Indiana. So they actually might start with like three or four wins and get ranked and then uh, lose seven games at the end of the season. I don't know, though. I feel like Rutgers is like Illinois where they're going to lose to just not a conference terrible Rutger, team. Or Illinois is straight hot trash. Awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awful. <laughs> Number five, Maryland. Maryland. Um, that that seems right. Yeah, that's totally right. Because there's the top, there's the there's the top four in the East, and then there's the other three. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And of the of the other three, Maryland, I think is clearly the best. They've got by far the most talent mm-hmm. of any of them. Um, DJ Durkin, who was uh, Harbaugh's first defensive coordinator at at Michigan, mm-hmm. is their head coach. He's uh, I think he's a great coach. Uh, if he stays at Maryland for very long, he's going to have them humming. But, I mean, it's one of those things. It's such a crowded race in the East. Like, yeah. if Maryland's a good football team, but they can't they, even get third in the East, yeah. they win all their games against the West teams. Like, yeah. are people – they're still he's still going to be on the, the hot seat. Like, uh, I don't know how much – I don't know how much Maryland fans care. That's true. So I don't know how hot seaty he's going to get. But um, – yeah, I mean they beat Texas last year. What the, not, they went four and eight last year, but they lost three quarterbacks for the season, yep. including Tyrone Pigram. And it was a close game Khalid against Hill. Michigan State too. Yeah, which was dumb, but whatever. They've got a crazy amount of talent that they could really uh, do something with. So um, I don't think they're gonna. I don't know if they'll necessarily even make a bowl game, but I bet they at the very least. Um, make one of the top four very, very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I was just looking at it. Michigan State has to go to Maryland. Yeah. So that, I don't know. Yeah. I'm always worried about every game because it just seems like 
<laughs> yes. Mississippi State can play with any team. You know. This one surprised me. Street and Smith. Number four. Mm. Your Michigan State Spartans. What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I don't really put too much emphasis in like the preseason polling stuff. Now, again, we we're talking about how stacked the Big Ten East is. Yeah. They are fourth in their ranked fourth in their preseason Big Ten East. Uh, they're ranked 11th in their preseason national yep. top 25. 11th makes sense nationally. Uh, fourth I, in the Big Ten. I I don't know. It's a, it's going to be a weird year because we do have to go to Penn State. Yep. But we get Ohio State and Michigan at home. But we could lose all three of those games. So yeah. that would put us fourth. Yeah. So I don't know. I it's so up in the air about. I mean, Lewerke's well, coming back. He's a great. He's a really good quarterback. What are your crossover games? So, um, uh, out of conference, Utah State, yep. Arizona, Arizona State, State is uh, in a huge transition. That will be no problem. Mich- uh, Central Michigan. Uh, uh, your away games in conference are at Indiana, at Penn State, at Maryland, at uh, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, the only uh, I, at Penn State's super tough. Yep. Your crossover games are at Nebraska and Purdue and Northwestern. So Is it at Northwestern though? No. No, it's home. Okay. Yeah. Cuz it seems like we can never we, we always have bad games at Northwestern. Yeah. So Those are those are no no Wisconsin. That's true. No Iowa. That's true. So you're missing the top 2 in the in the yeah. west and things line up pretty good. You yeah, you get uh the two biggies at home, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, if uh, if you if you beat uh, Penn State in the Happy Valley, then you know yeah. that is that is uh, uh, then it becomes a two game season at that point. Well, and you know, Mich- we can always play with Michigan, so that's yeah. always that always seems like a toss up game at Penn State, October thirteenth. Then Michigan, the very following week. That's, that's where you know. Yeah. Uh, if that's uh, gonna be tough. Yeah. Really, all you have to do is split those. I think, uh, and you're in the running still. Yep. Um, and I mean, that's one thing I love about college football, though, is it just comes down to the game. Yeah. And a team can play terrible one week, win the next week. It all everything clicks into place. And uh, I mean, I'll I not a. I'm a huge Michigan State fan, but I'm not really one of those that's like I hate hates on Michigan too much. Yeah. But uh it, except for Michigan week. <laughs> um but like it's just one of those things where you feel like you can win any game. Yeah. It's great. Well, they got a lot coming back. I mean, Brian Lewerke is a quarterback. He's a very good uh pro-style quarterback who can run a little bit, yeah. but he does have a good arm. So LJ Scott, good running back. He's got – I feel like he carries the ball on uh, average, like, I don't know, 80 times a game. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 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 he didn't have a very good, like, uh, average last year. They just fed him the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, State's offensive line, I think, is returning four or five starters, which is uh, – yeah. Yep. So they – Put, yeah, we were talking about the three and nine season. Mm-hmm. Last year was supposed to be another rebuilding year, and yeah. it wasn't. So this is like this was the year a lot of people thought they were going to put pieces together. And so we might. I yeah, I am. Um, I am pretty surprised that any of these magazines would put them fourth 
in the division, uh, even as stacked it is. We've got third, Penn State. Penn State. Holy shit. Penn Street Smith's got Penn State third. I think this team massively overrated. Yeah? Yeah. I hope they are. Uh, I've got a lot of talent. Tracy McSorley's back. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's going to talk about how uh, they lost uh, the running back. Mm-hmm. Fucking what, uh, what's his name? Uh, shit. Um, who cares? Yep. You all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you guys are all huge You're everybody. Fans. Everybody on that's listening to this is livid <laughs> that I can't remember the name. Saquon Barkley. Yep. Duh. That's what I'm upset with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's going to be talking about the fact that they don't have him. The real loss in my opinion, is Joe Moorhead, their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came on uh, before 16, and there is a marked difference in how this team operates uh, in the pre-Moorhead uh, era mm-hmm. and the, the James Franklin years that he didn't have Moorhead. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that James Franklin is a good coach. Uh, he has uh, he is a terrible in-game manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, has made baffling decisions time after time, and he got hooked up with uh, a very bright, smart, innovative offensive mind that pushed Penn State from uh, a middling uh, bullshit team to one that knocked on the door of the playoff. Mm-hmm. Moorhead is at Mississippi State now. Okay. Um, and now the offensive the offense is back in the hands of James Franklin. And I bet they take a big old step backwards this year. <laughs> I hope you're right, because, <laughs> damn, that would – Penn State, I mean, they're coming off of a Big Ten championship, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they went to the Rose Bowl. Yep. They got fifth in the poll last year, so they missed out on the playoff. Yeah. Um, which is kind of bullshit, but is whatever. It? That's yeah. a different conversation completely. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at the players, you'd think that they would be – Oh, sorry, they, wa- they won the Big Ten in 16, right? Did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm an expert. Yeah, they won. Yeah, they won the Big Ten two years ago. Okay. Uh, they My almost bad. won the. No, that. Yeah. No. Uh. Um. They. Right, because they. Uh. Because Michigan like annihilated them in 16. Yep. And they, but like Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all like split wins that year, yep. and it was like weird, quirky. Penn State went and won the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, they went to the Fiesta Bowl last year. Oh, but okay. They were like this close. To, they were a good team yeah. last year, though, and they've been yeah. a good team uh, in the last couple of years. So with their returning quarterback, you'd think that they'd be pretty good. But I really hope you're right about that offensive coordinator because I think so. Uh, when that defensive coordinator for Michigan State left, everybody thought we'd be fine because of the players we had coming back, and we were a whole hell of a lot worse at defense since he's gone. So yeah. I mean, they've got, what, six returning offensive starters. That's not great. They're Almost their entire defense is brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they're going to take a big step back. Um, that's just my opinion. Well, then number two, Michigan. This is, as a, uh, as a Michigan fan who has been repeatedly emotionally destroyed <laughs> – for more than a decade now, I find this preposterous. I am an ultra pessimist. Uh, I don't see how they can win a game this year. 
<laughs> what? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, the last thing that this program needs right now is a bunch of hype. Mm-hmm. What, uh, do they, what do they put at ranked nationally? Ninth in the country by Street and Smith. I mean, that seems right. They, I am, I am uh, aroused by their defense. I okay. am sexually aroused by their defense. Uh, they are returning their entire secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the front, they've got uh, friggin' Chase Winovich and Rasan Gary back. They've got Kaliki Hudson and Devin Bush in the, uh, at linebacker. They're going to be fast. They're going to be vicious. They're going to be mean. Mm-hmm. They're going to destroy people. I just don't know how they're going to score points. And they have to play Wisconsin. Yeah. So that's a tough yeah. assignment. Yeah. So the huge road games at uh, Michigan State and at Ohio State in conference, mm-hmm. they've got home games against uh, Wisconsin and Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um and Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So Nebraska, like of the crossover games, you're drawing two of the biggies. You miss yep. Iowa, but you've got Nebraska. Uh, but Nebraska's uh, Nebraska's in a transition too. Yep. First year coach Scott Frost. I don't know. Um, I don't I, know. I'm sure you feel about Michigan the same way I feel about Michigan State, where it's almost day to day. You feel like no, we could have a good year. Oh, yeah. we could lose everything. Yeah, so. I'm. I am. Uh, petrified by the schedule. I am. Uh, I love the defense. Mm-hmm. Last year they were supposed to take a big step back on defense, and they got maybe even better than 16. And they've got almost everybody back except like Mohurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, everybody puts so much of the this team's problems on the quarterback problem from last year. And sure, that was an issue. They did not find the guy. Uh, and then when they almost did, that guys got hurt. And then, uh, um, but mm-hmm. that was not the only problem. The offensive line has been a problem for a decade with this mm-hmm. team. Now they three three coaches since they've had a, a elite offensive line, uh, and none of them have been able to figure it out. This that like that is still an issue with this team. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't have a ton of playmakers uh, at wide receiver is still an issue with this team. Even though Tariq Black is coming back from injury, uh, and hopefully he'll be 100%, but it's an ACL, and you never know like yeah. how much speed you're going to lose. Yeah. Uh, they do have uh, Karan Higdon back, so they've got uh, – they should be able to run the ball if the offensive line gets – and Chris Evans. And Chris Evans. So uh, I just I have my uh, I have my doubts. And if this program has if this program has three losses going into so at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. uh, West Michigan win, SMU win, yeah, Nebraska, Nebraska should be a win. But if you've got Northwestern, so Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Michigan State on October twentieth, if you if there are three losses on the schedule before November, mm-hmm. uh, after last year. That this uh, it's gonna be pretty toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying, I mean, Michigan, uh, Michigan State, they play the week before Penn State. Yeah, is there a bye weekend there or not? Oh, so I was saying body blow theory, like they uh, Michigan there State. Is a, there is a bye week. No, Michigan State plays Wisconsin, or sorry, Michigan State plays Penn State on the thirteenth. Yeah, Michigan plays Wisconsin, so they're both gonna come to, into that game beat up. That's true. Um, but yeah, if Michigan. Has three losses going into November mm-hmm. with Penn State and Ohio State still on the schedule. Uh, 
people are going to be freaking out, and that's not what this program needs right now. Um, and yeah, I'm nervous. I'm I'm uh, I'm nervous. Yeah, that makes it fun. <laughs> yeah, sure, that makes it fun. Ugh, that makes I don't it know, but I, that might be the difference between you, you and me. Is I don't want to watch a seventy-eight to nothing blowout <laughs> like you do. I would rather have a tight game that's entertaining to watch, but. Ugh. I just need this team to be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. Uh, I just uh, – yeah, they haven't won a Big Ten championship since 2004. Yeah. That's not okay. Um, uh, and I, this is not the year uh, that that's going to happen, and it's not going to happen, and people are going to – there was so much bullshit that happened because they lost five games last year. If it happens again uh, and there's a even more vocal minority of, uh, of Michigan fans out there that are calling for Harbaugh's head – um, which is insane. Yeah, that's Harbaugh. Even if he, it takes even a couple more years for Michigan to get back to Michigan. Yeah, it's where, where else are you gonna where go? Where are you gonna go? That's that's the guy. There's no other option. I mean, I grew up with Michigan State football being terrible because right. he kept switching coaches every four years. Yeah, and we're I, in that not yeah we're in that cycle and we can't can't do it anymore. Yeah. Number one, no surprise. Yep. Uh, Ohio State. Ugh. I mean, it makes sense. They're one of the best teams in the country. They are. It is upsetting how loaded they are all over the place. Uh, they've got uh, Mike Weber solidified himself as a, as a decent, if not terrific, running back. Mm-hmm. And then last year's like true freshman, J.K. Dobbs, just comes out of nowhere and becomes one of the most dynamic players in the country. Of course he does. Uh, like, uh, they had a reliable, if not fast, uh, if not dynamic quarterback in JT Barrett. He goes down after he's struggling against Michigan Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, somebody who's never thrown a pass, Dwayne (laughs) Haskin comes in and destroys him. Of course he does. Uh, they, they, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. They've got the depth that Ohio State has insane. Yeah. Do you think that Ohio State's just so good year after year because they're the only big team in Ohio and Ohio is like a hotbed for recruiting? Um, because there's a ton of Michigan State players that come from Cleveland. Yeah. Like the Cleveland counties there. And it's all second choice. They would have gone to Ohio State if they could have. And they play with a massive chip on their shoulder for Michigan State. Um, it's not like they have locked up the borders of Ohio. Like Michigan, Michigan historically recruits really well in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, that probably has a factor, mm-hmm. but uh, it's not like um, I don't know. It's not like uh, Georgia. Well, Georgia has Georgia Tech. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah that might be. Cause like, it's, but yeah, like the Florida schools and the Texas schools. There's so much recruiting in those two states. Yeah, and California as well. And it's not like any team has that a down pat. And Michigan State will even get Florida State uh, for mm-hmm. guys from the state of Florida and guys from the state of Georgia every once in a while. But like Ohio, it just always seems like uh, I remember there's a Michigan State guy a while ago who had an Ohio State tattoo on his arm and yeah. came from Michigan State because he was a huge fan growing up. Yeah, didn't get an offer from Ohio State. Yeah. wanted to play Big Ten football. Played well for Michigan State, but yeah. we uh, Michigan. Um, did very well siphoning talent out of that state for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for several years recently, um, this, the talent they were getting out of Ohio was not necessarily um, 
uh, seriously recruited by Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Now it, it, now we are beating people again with Ohio State offers mm-hmm. from that state, which I think is is good. But yeah, I think there there might be a point to that. Uh, they just but they also has fucking Urban Meyer. Like, yeah, that's true. Like this is absurd. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. Un- uh, We're yeah. looking at the the schedule their, their from win the last total couple from years. the last. Yeah, and last year twelve and two. Year before eleven and two. Yeah. Year before twelve and one. Fourteen and one. Twelve and two. Just. And it, yeah, and it really is because it's not only is it Ohio State, it's Urban Meyer. Yeah. yeah. Um. They, yeah, he's seventy three and eight there. Fuck. <laughs> <Block. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh. It's upsetting. They're stacked crazy. everywhere. Yep. Um, they've got nothing particular. Oh, they play TCU, um, so that it should still be a win. I think TCU is coming, uh, kind of coming mm-hmm. back around. Um, crossovers. They've got Nebraska. They miss Wisconsin. Um, to get Minnesota. Do they play Iowa even? Nope. Wow. So they've just. Yeah. They also have an easy schedule. Yep. Yeah, they're going to. Pretty easily cruise to, I'd a Big say, Ten championship. yeah, yeah. I mean, I they're they're at least going to go uh, eleven and one. In the, they could they could lose to Michigan. They could lose to Michigan State. They could lose to Penn State. Obviously, yeah. they're not going to. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they're they're going to probably go to the national championship playoffs, and then who who the hell knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that yeah, I think they're probably a, a playoff contender. They're easy schedule, loaded loaded roster. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it makes me sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they are. Uh, I, uh, I have trouble even talking about them because uh, they make me really upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, we got through the Big Ten. Um, next week the Mac. Yeah, um, we can talk about the Mac <laughs> next week. I love the Mac. Uh, yeah, we can get yeah, uh, and uh, we were pretty pretty co- uh, college football heavy these last two weeks. We might get into more so, uh, topics next week. Who knows? Uh, the new fumble around is pretty free wheeling. Pretty loosey goosey. Pretty loosey goosey. We just go sport to sport. Yeah. All right. I've been Andy Reid. I've been Keenan Mullaney. And this has been fumbling around. Sports. <laughs>